Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I'm calling it drama, guys. I'm calling my marker. It's drama in Indianapolis for the Colts. Training camp begins. Shaquille Leonard is at camp, but is Shaquille Leonard playing? They told us he was going to be healthy uh, last year, played three games, maybe hurt himself worse. Then you've got Anthony Richardson, the quarterback, first-round draft pick. Everybody's excited. You picked the most athletic guy you could find, and now you tell us he might not be the starter until week 10. And then you have Jonathan Taylor, the star running back, the guy who might very well be the totality of the offense for the Colts this year, and it's a contract dispute. Who knows if he's even going to play? I mean, what exactly is Jim Irsay put together here? Or maybe better said, what has Jim Irsay allowed Chris Ballard, the general manager, to put together here? Or is it all just not as bad as I am making it out to be? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, good to be with you. Let me bring in JMV. He is the voice of sports in Indiana. The man knows more about this than I do. And he's wearing the Indiana State Sycamores hat representing for the home team. Um, uh, let, let's start with, with Shaquille Leonard here. Uh, talk to me about how this injury has progressed with him and his back. He's showing up to camp. Um, should we expect him playing week one? I would. I would right now from yesterday. And again, yesterday was one practice, Tony, the first one up at Grand Park in Westfield. But considering he took about 90% of the time out there defensively. And you go back to what Chris Ballard said on Tuesday at noon when he met with the media. They said they were going to work him back in slowly. And honestly, that wasn't working him back slowly. I mean, that was actually getting him out there and seeing what, I guess, the early stages of camp and, and practice what he can do. So if there were good signs from yesterday, I don't think there's any question, Tony, about that. The best sign was that of Shaquille Leonard and the amount of reps that he took on a day in practice number one returning from injury when you thought maybe things were going to progress slowly. Yesterday, I thought everything was expedited, and Colts fans should be very happy to see that. We've... You know, when, when, practice is different, certainly, than, than the game. Talk to me about what his, his injury is. And we've certainly heard the Colts say, oh, yeah, he's going to be back on the field. Yeah. Is it your take uh, from your uh, sources? Is anybody rushing this? Or is no. this a guy who's ready to go? No, he just feels good. He feels good. That's what he has said. He, he said he didn't feel himself when he was out there. Um, now he feels feels good. He didn't feel himself, if you remember, going back a couple of years when he was a turnover machine. Um, and Tony talking about his injury, it's not a, a tear or a break or anything like that. It's It was nerve damage. And yeah, you don't know in a back situation what can happen there. Normally, when you talk about nerve situations like that, it's always bad. But that's so why I thought yesterday was such a big deal considering he was out there he was moving around. He was 90%, again, of those snaps out there. He was a part of it and the team stuff and the individual drills. That was really good to see, again, for a guy that we hope that he's going to reach the level in which they believe he could when they signed him. And 
certainly for the past year, there's been a great deal of question mark as to whether or not he was going to be able to do that. So that brings us over to <laughs> the quarterback position. Anthony Richardson. I mean, this pick right here got the fans crazy excited. Crazy excited. Everybody was happy. Everyone was like, my gosh, they went with the athletic guy. They went with the young guy. This is a fascinating move. And then you hear a uh, probable starter maybe like week 10. What? Why are we waiting? I mean, I like Gardner Minshew as much as the next guy. I love Uncle Rico. But why in the world would you wait? Well, and I don't know if you can gauge it, at least factually right now, whether or not they're, they're going to wait. Here's, here's what I would say. I would say after the first couple of preseason games, if it's still Gardner Minshew taking majority of the one-team snaps, then it's going to be Gardner Minshew. But I would not gauge it out of, out of yesterday and out of, out of what could be and what could be said. However, Tony, we've been to this spot before. I, I don't want to have to explain to folks why the Colts feel it necessary to dial down Anthony Richardson at the beginning of the season. You want to know that he is ready to get in there and take his lumps. I've said this all along. The only time to me that twice you can see Gardner Minshew are both bad, and that is the ineffectiveness that we're talking about with a rookie quarterback or right. an injury to the rookie quarterback. Otherwise, I don't want to see him, and I like him just as much as you do, but I don't want to see him. I want to see this guy punch the clock, get in there and start going with his team and, and can, building for the future. And can we be clear, th this is nothing against Gardner at all in no. any way. This is only, was this year number five for him in the NFL? Yeah. It doesn't make him, you know, this journeyman uh, veteran who's got this crazy levels of unique success under his belt. He's He can play. I, I'm not yeah. saying no. But what what are we thinking here that that he's the guy that you gotta get started with so you can get let Anthony Richardson ease in? That would lead one to believe that there's something not necessarily physical wrong, but something mental wrong with Anthony Richardson. Whether he's got a bit of trepidation, he's having trouble learning the playbook, whatever the case may be. I haven't heard any of that. I'm asking that question as an outsider. Looking yeah. in, is is, there, is this a sign of, okay, there's an issue here we just got to do a little more work on? Or is this a sign of, you know what, don't keep your powder dry. Don't let any other team know what you're going to do. Wait a little. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is more of a sign of when they said that they're going to bring him along slowly. This is what they would describe as bringing along slowly. And I'll go ahead and segue because I know where you're going to go next. The owner, Jim Ursay, said two weeks ago when he was on a different show that – he, he wanted to see Anthony Richardson out there and wanted to see him out there in week number one. So the owner feels the same way as you do, the same way as I do. I just think that they're just cautiously moving forward here. Don't see much of a need at all to make the call. This guy's going to be the one starter. This guy's going to be the two. And we'll see what happens coming up in week number one. But again, when we get into those preseason games and then certainly after that, who's taking those one-team snaps, that's going to tell – the tail of the tape on this too. And again, the owner, Jim Ursay wants as much as we do to see Anthony Richardson out there in week number one. And uh, we still have a lot of time to figure that out. Talking to JMV, the voice of sports in Indiana from 93.5107.5, uh, the fan joining us now. Um, all of this leads to part number three, which is this guy, Jonathan Taylor. Your offensive output. This is it. This is your guy. 
And now we're hearing about contract dispute. Will Jonathan Taylor be a Colt this year? Yeah, he will. I mean, first of all, he's got zero leverage, Tony. Um, I, I believe in Jonathan Taylor for this team, and I think he's incredibly important at the top of the list offensively. He's got, however, zero leverage. Now, the most leverage he has, honestly, is here. I'll explain that in a moment. But as far as leverage is concerned, he's got a, a year remaining. Um, you could sit out like Le'Veon Bell did years ago and not get paid. And you know what happens, Tony? You never find that money again. So you're going to go out there. And we can look at it as of right now. He started on PUP. Um, we were unaware that that was going to be the case. Is that kind of what we want to call a hold in? Maybe. Um, we'll see what happens. But the Colts do need him. There's no question about it. They're going to get him this season. Now, after that, how long are term is going to be? Uh, we'll find out. I think ultimately a lot of this is going to work itself out. It's just yesterday when Jim Mercer sent out that tweet about how, you know, uh, collectively bargained this stuff was and painstaking it was and, you know, kind of throwing back at the running backs. And we don't know if that was about Jonathan Taylor or Najee Harris of the Steelers, who really made pointed comments about how the running backs were being devalued and underpaid yesterday. But either way, Jim should probably back off that a little bit because he's got his own house to take care of. And within his own house is Jonathan Taylor. And you can read that, that that was a shot at Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So I was just, I was just pulling up. You you don't, I think you pull up on that, Tony. I mean, you pull up on that and you don't say it because everybody. Yeah, but no, but this is Jim Ursay. We're talking about the tweet you're talking about comes from Jim Ursay talking about, you know, uh, basically negotiating in bad and bad faith. And it was Jonathan Taylor's agent who tweeted back. Bad faith is not paying your top offensive player creates issues for his club. Every time he opens his mouth. So why does he keep doing it? Why does the family let let him keep doing it? And, you know, just like he interjected himself in the Dan Snyder controversy when nobody asked him to, um, why does he keep doing this? Because it seems to the fan, to the outsider, he's making it much more difficult for the club to run. Well, I will tell you why. We've talked about this before. And I don't know if you're in complete agreement with me on this. And we go back to the Daniel Snyder thing and, you know, what he tweeted about yesterday regarding, you know, the CBAs and running backs and, you know, bad faith, good faith or whatever. He wants to be the loudest voice of owners in the NFL. Now, this is just my take on this. Not everybody agrees with me, but I think he wants to be the lead dog among owners that has the loudest voice, you know, kind of that ground that Jerry Jones has occupied for so many years. Jim Irsay wants to be that. If not the top dog, he wants to be on that list of NFL owners that people are going to listen to about issues beyond what's taking place on the field. I thought that that was what yesterday was all about. You're going back to Daniel Snyder. Again, he interjected himself in there as if he kind of wanted to lead the owners down that path. And I thought yesterday was a little more commonplace as well as what Jim Ursan wants to be. And that's one of the loudest voices as an owner of the NFL because he they call it the shield, okay? And this, is, this kind of sounds lame at times, but he's defending the shield, the NFL shield. It, 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 he feels like now he's at the top of that list of stewardship among the owners of the NFL. And I think he embraces that 
views that as an honor and something that he wants. And I thought yesterday, more so than anything else, that's why he interjected did, himself as he did. It, so let's let's argue that it's true. And I, I don't I don't know if I agree with the theory, but I certainly find it interesting. I guess in order to be a leader, other people want to follow. And that would include other alphas who are NFL owners. Other people want to follow Jim Irsay? I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm asking if it is possible. No, it is because they did down the path of Daniel Snyder. All the other owners wanted that. Just other owners weren't willing to come out and say anything about it. Um, and with running backs in the NFL and what we're talking about here and, and them complaining about how much money they make and how you know disposable they are as far as rosters are concerned, that to me is pretty close to universal among NFL owners. That's how it's going to be. So it's not like he's stepping out of bounds with a lot of what he's saying here. It was just awkward the way he did it, the time that he picked, and knowing that one of his essential guys is about ready to embark, Tony, on a similar situation as we've seen with Dalvin Cook, as we've seen with Josh Jacobs, as mm-hmm. we've seen with Austin Eckler, uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon now Barkley, you're going to have yeah. Jonathan Taylor go down that that path too, and it just made the whole situation more awkward, Tony, and, than it needed and to be. And you've got McCaffrey in San Francisco saying, I don't want any part of this conversation. I well, just want to learn what the 49ers well, here, here's need the, from here's me and play football. In that, Tony. Here's the difference in that, Tony. Uh, uh, you have McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara of New Orleans. They're third down guys meaning they're pass catchers they're utilized on the third down jonathan taylor's more of a runner the third down can make it happen down the field with the pass are more likely to get more money and to be viewed differently as other running backs so jonathan taylor really needs kind of shed that you know kind of 1980s running back mentality and be a little bit more versatile versatile if he wants to get paid at the level in which those guys are because of their versatility which would make this year a a performance year as opposed to a sit out year you you wouldn't advise the 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 sit out right no 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 you don't you know get you don't get that money back tony you don't get that money back you know what happens you lose a year in the NFL, where basically you get four and a half years anyway, and you're out, so you have a short window to make that amount of money. You got to make it right now. So you got to play this year and hope that your level of play is essential, as I believe it to be with this team and a rookie quarterback, as essential to make it necessary for them to view you differently next year when they hopefully bring you back on an extended type of contract. They hope you view view you differently. Um, as far as what this offense, and I think they will too, because they're right about this. And even if his his agent should have said nothing, right, should have just remained silent, because the fans were going to talk for him, do his talking for him. He should have remained silent. But Jonathan Taylor is the number one offensive player on this team, and with a rookie quarterback at some point is going to be starting, that production is going to be vitally necessary. JMV 93.5107.5, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More is coming up. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.